good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks for letting me into your day and being a part of your growth and your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. I take that very seriously. And uh, God willing, we're going to all grow in our understanding of the Bible. And that will give us a greater love and obedience to the Lord. How is your anchor holding today? I trust that it's gripped firmly to the Word of God. But began on the last podcast talking about this uh, topic of the fear of the Lord. And I, I often hear people explain the fear of the Lord as just some kind of a respect or a reverence for God. But I, I noticed that when I would do a word search or a phrase search on this particular uh, topic, the fear of the Lord, I, I understand that the Bible then uses the word fear at least 300 times in reference to God. So I think we make a great mistake if we downplay it or just try to water it down. And the subject becomes even a little bit more confusing when you read verses like 1 John 4, 18 that says that perfect love casts out all fear. So how do we put that kind of those two uh, ideas together? How do we marry them? Uh, how can we fear God while he expels all fear? That's a, that's a great question, and it's one that I want to endeavor to answer in the next podcast or two. Um, what does it mean to fear God? The broad command involves obviously understanding several things that are true about God, things that you can really anchor your mind and your heart to, one of which is that God is loving, but he's also just. Uh, we have to recognize, and I want you to understand today as you're listening to this, that God is a loving, merciful, and forgiving God. But we have to balance that with the biblical teaching that He is also holy, just, and righteous. Knowing God and understanding His character is essential. That's why Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 5 says, Then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Uh, noting, noting and understanding, knowing God and understanding Him means accepting the fact that He is just and His justice does not sleep. He is absolutely perfect in all of His judgment, that He is holy that he is pure, that he is perfection, that he has completeness of character and separation from evil, all of that causes him to be incapable of allowing sin to just go out of his sight. In a sense, fearing the Lord is to appreciate his character, to really know who he is, to not have uh, a God that is a figment of my imagination, that is some kind of of fabricated um, 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 idol in my own mind, the attributes of which I just came up as basically a reflection of my own weaknesses and my own uh, shortcomings, but rather that I understand genuinely who he is as the Bible portrays him, a God of infinite holiness and justice and truth. He is loving, but he is also just and therefore cannot tolerate the presence of unbelief, cannot tolerate the presence of sin and rebellion. You know, the scripture is full of examples of how fearing God is, is, is a positive thing rather than a negative thing. For example, in Genesis 42, 18, Joseph wins his brother's trust when he declares that he's a God-fearing man. 
Joseph wins his brother's trust when he declares that he is one who submits to the Lord's leadership and direction in his life. Uh, It was because the midwives, you'll remember this, feared God that they obeyed him instead of the authorities by sparing Hebrew babies in Exodus chapter 1. You remember that Pharaoh brought disaster on his nation because Exodus 9.29 says he did not fear God. Moses in Exodus 18 chose leaders to help him on the basis that they feared God and wouldn't take bribes. And so he told the Hebrew people that God met with them in a terrifying display of power so that they would not sin. And over and over and over again, the Bible then relates this idea. And Jesus even even, uh, supplements this and takes a stronger stand than anyone when he says, literally in Matthew chapter 10, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They, uh, They can't touch your soul, essentially, is what he's saying. He said, fear God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And so we live and work in our holiness and in our discipleship with Christ. We organize and structure our lives in such a way that they are absolutely submitted to God because we fear Him. So it's clear from those passages that fearing God is good because what it does is, in a sense, is save us from caving into our own sinful nature. And that's why hearing someone is God-fearing probably makes us and leads us to trust that person a little bit more than we might have otherwise. If they fear God, they're a whole lot more likely to keep their word and treat others with respect and kindness. In fact, Romans chapter 3 a classic chapter on the fact that we are sinners, says that our chief sin, and notice this, is that we have no fear of God at all. So, how does fear the fear of God, who is perfect love, take away fear? We're going to talk about that next time, but let me just suggest to you something just before that. The fear of the Lord does produce awe. That is a second truth that we learn from the Scripture. Fearing the Lord means to be in reverent awe of His holiness. And this is something that a lot of believers have by and large been distracted from in recent decades. Uh, To give God complete reverence and to honor Him as the God of great glory, of majesty, of purity, of power, is almost an afterthought with many believers today. We have lost the Christian art of meditation and awe in the fear of the Lord. We give God a head nod on a Sunday service, and then we go on and live our lives as practical atheists, meaning that we live as though he does not exist. When in reality, when God revealed himself to the Israelites on Mount Sinai through thunder and lightning and with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast in Exodus 19 because of his great power. Do you remember when they just literally begged Moses to deliver God's message to them so that they wouldn't have to encounter God himself? The psalmist writes and reflects on God as a creator. He said in Psalm 33, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. So my question for you today is, 
When was the last time that you thought very deeply about God, about his attributes, about his character? When is the last time you were genuinely in awe of his work and his person in your life? It's a healthy pursuit. It's one of those things that will cause you to be spiritually and emotionally secure in him and not be ravaged by the fears of this life. Perfect love casts out fear. Will you fear the Lord today and dedicate your mindset 